Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Law & Order S Review here on Fanversation. Welcome. I am Yel Teagle. I'm joined as always by Felicia Michelle. Hello. I know a beam of light, just me, a beam of positivity on this Sunday for you. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Welcome. Uh, if you're just joining us, if you're new to Line Order S Review, uh, we are discussing season three, episode 11, um, because there's no new episode this week, not because we just started and we're only in season three. Um, this episode is Can called- Can you imagine- I can't, um, and I don't want to, and we won't do it. Um, but uh, this episode is called Monogamy. Uh, again, if you're new, let us let us inform you of what happens here. If you're in a situation where you need help, uh, if you are assaulted, if you need someone to talk to, please reach out to Rain. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. Felicia, do you know what 4673 spells? It spells hope. It does spell, spell hope. hope. Um, I was... <laughs> For a second, I was like, I really hope you're like, no, what does it spell? <laughs> oh, no. You know what it was? I had to sneeze so bad, but I was like, this is my time. This is my moment. And I was this like, oh, that's moment. why. It, yeah, sorry. My energy level wasn't there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, and again, uh, again, if you're in a situation where you might need help, this might not be the show for you because um, sometimes things happen in this show that are pretty dark. And when that happens, we make light. Uh, and I want you to be aware. I want you to know... <laughs> Before I say some terrible things, because this episode deals with babies and deals, yeah. with, deals with dead babies. Yeah. So be aware, this may not be the thing for you. Great. But it's an amazing uh, episode of the show, though. Yeah. So, um, Felicia, you picked this episode this week. I would like to know why. Why? <laughs> Uh, well, first off, it has the um, amazingly talented John Ritter um, in it, and I so you know, RIP to him. Um, and it just was so complex. I think this is um, one of the beginning. Obviously, it's the beginning of the series, but um, we get to see more of Elliot Elliot's breakdown. So we have um, a story that's quite different as far as the sex crimes you normally see, um, like our main storyline, and then we have you know the B side of for for our lead our leading man and learning more and being like more ingrained to just how messed up his home life is. Um, yeah, and then let's start there. Let's talk about the Stabler storyline because I'm like, we're in season three. Why are we just now, just now discussing his home life? I guess that was like, kind of like the shift maybe and, you know, discovering a, where a show goes, you know, as it comes along and maybe, it was supposed to be intent to just focus on these um, cases, but obviously we love these characters and, and Chris Maloney is beloved in the entire like Dick Wolf universe by most people. Um, but I, I just was like, oh, okay, this is more of his life. And we see Maureen, we see that like, he just has this thing about him. Like he goes home and we realize, oh, he doesn't take this off. The, the hard ass that we see um, doesn't know how to be soft in like the places he needs to be, you know? I mean, he missed sending the check and like that sucks, but like why was that such a big deal, you know? Yeah, I remember, cause I did watch the show when it came out. I remember being like, this is a big deal that he forgot to send this check. And then rewatching it, I was like, and then what? What happened? Did she not go to college? Like, what did you do? Did you ruin the rest of her life? What happened? She seems very calm too, but I think um, the Maureen was the precursor to the Kathleen. Um, so Maureen was like pretty tame, and then Kathleen came and she. So when I saw Maureen, I was like, "Wait, did she get it popping?" No, it wasn't her. It was the it was the next oldest one who um got it popping. Yeah, it's it's really funny because you know in season one we get a glimpse into his family life almost every episode. I feel like for the first half. Every, we see him and Kathy, we see him and the kids um, and we meet Maureen. We have the episode where 
um, he's worried about, I think it's, I think it's season one, episode three, uh, where they're worried about her having an eating disorder. And then there's an episode where he's dealing with um, an internet predator and he's telling her that he's worried about her meeting people on the internet. Um, and, and so the fact that her storyline continues and then just disappears because they bring in the next daughter. Like, what if we deal with a whole lot of other issues? Seriously, I mean, you, I guess maybe because they're like, you kind of want to get one right. And usually, not always, but usually the oldest kind of falls in line and is like the, the oldest child kind of like do things, does things traditionally. So why would she get in trouble? Her dad is a Mm. cop, Um, as opposed to like that good old middle child syndrome. Um, Are you a middle child? No, I'm not. I'm the youngest. Okay. (laughs) So... Um, yeah, no, so that middle child comes and is a little bit more like, I guess, could be rebellious. Um, sure. and that made sense, even though we saw Dickie kind of rebel a little bit too, right. like a little bit. Interesting, it's so weird to like have watched um, organized crime and see them so grown up, and just like watching this back now, just like this show has really been on forever, like yeah. forever. Yeah, um, and I would say that of of the Stabler kids, Kathleen is the one that we saw grow up. We saw we saw her fuck up, like she like she grew up, but she like fucked up, like you know, long right, right. which is a real thing, and that happens to people in, in life. And no one is just constantly in the season of winning. No one just wins back to back. Now, you might have a little stretch where you win back to back to back, but most right. people are gonna have some fuck up parts, you know. So we saw her. You said we saw her grow up. Yeah, we saw her like. But she's better now. She's good yes. in a better place. Yes. Um, yeah, the whole Stabler um, storyline of this episode of him shutting out, you know, he doesn't talk about things at home. He doesn't want to bring the stuff home. Like, we've heard that before, and we know that. Um, and I was like, why is this Why is this happening now? Yeah, like, not like, did she not get into college? Like, is she not going to be able to start, like, this semester? I don't know. When you don't send the check, and I just assume that when you don't send the check, they don't hold your spot. Like, you know, right. when you get accepted to college. And yeah. You get accepted to college, and they, like, they want, like, I don't know, whatever, 200 to $500 <laughs> to, like, secure your spot, you know, there. And so maybe he didn't send the check to secure her spot. I don't know. Well, she wasn't going to Hudson. I'm just happy she wasn't going there. Right. So. Well, Kathleen went. Um, I... <laughs> I think what's odd is at this point, Kathy should know that Stabler is not reliable and she should have written the check. I thought that too, but then I was like, maybe like, you know, strict, his like Irish Catholic background, like men handle finances. So like I try to think of the most like caveman patriarchal BS, um, because he he does he does align himself with some of those ideologies a lot of times. We even saw in this episode where those ideologies that he aligns himself with come in conflict when it comes to law and in this particular situation. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if we fast forward to when he's going through that thing with Cabin, he's like, "Well, no, this is murder. Like this, he this baby would be alive." If it, well, no, because we can't do that. Because if we give this fetus rights, it could take away women's reproductive yeah. rights. And it's just so interesting to have that play out on television in the, 20 years ago. And then in 20 years later, there are actually laws in place that are restricting women's reproductive right. rights. Um, so when I, it, it kind of hit harder, like then it, like when I, I've watched this episode many times, but it hit harder when I like recent events and then seeing that and I'm yes. like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, because things set precedent for one another um, in law and that's how we do things here. And um, um, and that could have changed the trajectory of things in the Dick Wolf universe and for sex crimes, period, which would be SVU. Like, Yeah, I think you're right. Um, this episode, I the things that I remember about this episode when I went to rewatch it is I remember the opening where like the, the blood is on her hand. I remember that in the car. The guy's pissed about the valet. I love takes that he's the like, dollar yeah. tip back. Um, such a dick. And then like I remember the game. end. I remember the beginning and the end, and then the whole middle. I'm like, meh. You know what? I did forget that there were. I mean, there were twists and and turns in this. Which I mean, obviously now watching it, I whenever I see a someone hurt, like who's their spouse? I'm always like, it's the husband or it's the wife. Like, and I mean, not even just in television. Like, 
in real life, in the real Wait, world. The, the <laughs> first the, suspect a, is the partner always. So it was just kind of strange that he wasn't a suspect at all. And I guess he had the credibility of his job and that kind of helped him seem like he was more um, stable. But I thought that like therapists, psycho- like they're the craziest ones. Like that's why they go and study that because they got stuff going on in their head and they're interested in that. And I'm saying crazy as a joke for everybody mad. But um, well, we gave you a sport. We gave you a content warning. Yeah. yeah like people, they're the crazy ones. So they want to figure out what's going on with them. And that's why they study that. That and, is right here. Study people and want to figure it out. So, I mean, I would, he's a, he's a, a therapist and he's, um and he, that's, I would have went there first, but I get it. Disgruntled I, ex-employee. Look, or, the- Coworker. He was the first suspect, but he gave an alibi, which they eventually checked out. That thing was tight. That thing was, that alibi was, that's probably one of the tightest alibis. That was the other thing that I remember about this episode is I remember that the time that he said they were having dinner and the time that she thought they were having dinner were different. Weird detail I remember was that he was very specific and everything about it was specific. This episode, upon rewatch for this, I started taking notes and I went, this episode is so complicated. I gave up because his timeline and his like, you know, he made a plan to murder her so or to murder the baby. So I think that like all of these details and, and you know, I love a well thought out crime. It was just so complicated. And then the other people that he let be suspects that he, you know, pointed at was so interesting um, and you're right. I mean, John Ritter is amazing, and, and this was a great performance, and good for him, and he'll be missed. Um, really, really fun episode. Uh, it was. And also, too, I like it because we always see him, like, really jovial, and I always love when we see, like, super jovial actors or comedians take yeah. on more serious yeah. roles because it's like... Um, it's the same audience command, right? Like it's the same thing. And so it's like it really just stretching that talent. Like, are you, you know, able to do that? And so, I mean, I just thought that I just, it's like one of my favorite episodes. So. You're totally right. Like have we, I can't think of any other thing he's done. That's been not a comedy. It, it's always had some type of comedic. There's, there's gotta be something else. So if you are a John Ritter fan, and you know, or you just have more time on your hands than I. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. It up. Oh, beat while you while y'all while you're looking that up. If you guys are watching um last week and I had said that Rosie O'Donnell movie She She Devil, it is called She Devil. It came out in nineteen eighty-nine. It is a very good movie. And I would tell you all to watch it. That is um it's good. If you like um revenge, if you enjoy revenge and comedy, she did a really great job at um marrying the two. And yeah, it's Meryl Streep's in there. And I mean, most people love Meryl Streep, right? Right. I've never heard anybody say, I hate Meryl Streep. Nobody. Okay, so here's what I have for John Ritter. Um, mostly comedies, like we said, but he was in um, Bride of Chucky, which is a horror, and Touched by an Angel, which is a drama. Um, and he did, um, there was another one, Felicity, which was a drama. Okay. But most of the other stuff was Comedic. comedies. Yeah. Um, and I will say this. I've had, um, oh, I wonder if it came out at the same time. Never mind. I was going to take credit for something. You know, my theory, my like three years within guest starring on SVU, you get the lead of a show theory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say that he got eight simple rules, but that was the same year that this one came out. So never mind. Oh, yeah, that was, I think it was his last show, it was eight simple oh. rules, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, but it, it's interesting though because this in this episode we see um, John Ritter's character Richard Manning. We see Richard Manning and Elliot kind of like be parallels a little bit. If you like, it's the wanting a perfect family and wanting your family to like be perfect or be be the best. And Elliot can't do that because he can't go home and talk to like, Hey, Hey honey, guess what? Like he said, he, that's why he ripped the baby out of this lady today. Like, wow, pass the peas. Like, you know, like he can't realistically yeah. do that. And in a very warped and weird way, uh, Dr. Manning is trying to make his family whole again because the baby is just not a part of it. it the baby is the, it's the problem. He loved, I do believe he loved his wife and right. didn't care about the infidelity. I think it's so interesting, the whole story about him being this, like, kind of perfectionist, uh, keeping things in order, meticulous, 
Um, and then in his mind, getting rid of this problem will get rid of, like getting rid of the baby gets rid of the problem and that everything would be just fine. Um, I, up into, I feel like once the wife woke up, we don't hear from her again. No, she pretty much told us that Richard told her to meet her at 7.30 and he and told the people seven. Yeah, I just like, are we, she's the victim. Shouldn't we see her again? Shouldn't we hear from her again? Shouldn't she take the stand? Shouldn't, you know? I just was surprised okay. that she wasn't involved. Well, I mean, I've, it, well, it's because she wasn't John Ritter. Okay? <laughs> like, it's because he's not John Ritter. And that's the only reason. I don't think it is a lack of concern for the victim. Because they do show her in the courtroom, which is kind of, like, weird next to, like, the boyfriend, which I thought was still weird. Um, like, why are we just sitting? Why are we sitting here together? Because this is a very messed up situation. Should we all not just, like, go to our separate corners? But that's what I'm saying is, like... I feel like the whole, his whole motivation was that she cheated. So wouldn't, shouldn't she have been called to like testify about the relationship to be like, he knew we were or divorced about or the whatever. attack. Yeah. Or about the attack. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is true. But like, it's just because she wasn't John Ritter. She no, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I get it. We only want to hear from John who did an amazing job. I think really the like, the whole conversation at the end where he talks about like how, you know, he had to get rid of this baby. Um, and then when he finds out that it's his, which changes everything. It's, and this is okay. And also shout out to, to BD, to BD Wong who plays Dr. Huang on um, SVU, two different spellings, by the way, yep. get it straight. Um, and he, um, points out like he uses the psychological thing gets him. and that's why I really miss his character mm -hmm. so much because we don't have that psychological aspect anymore um and we just have like our team making and I guess it's like Amanda Rollins has like um I don't know a feeling in her shanana I call it whatever you call it You're, I call it I call it I call it my shanana but like I know like people call like their intuition or like whatever Whatever intuition is such a simple your inner, word. Your inner, your inner voice. No, I feel like intuition is like overly used. And so because there's so many inter interpretations of the word, I just say like whatever that core thing is in yourself. So they, we, Amanda has that, I guess. Yashanana, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we don't really have anybody who's an expert at that. And because he was, look, I'm really trying to keep the show going. Yeah, look, I'm proud of me. I really, I just does. decided, I'm sorry, I just decided the next shirt is going to say, I feel it in my Shanana. <laughs> no, you cannot. No, we cannot have a Shanana shirt. I don't want mm -mm. Okay, mm -mm. fine. <laughs> Yo, y'all will throw something on a t-shirt so fast. Y'all don't even know. Okay, anyway. um, So that's why we have uh, that, that aspect to know like that's going to change the game in this and I, I I haven't written down this line but I'll say it right now anyway he was like he only cried a little he only cried a little he kept saying he only cried a little he only cried a little and I'm like is that the only thing you can like use in your brain now to, to qualify quantify yeah. figure out math mathing why you killed a baby and then into a baby like oh he didn't suffer he only cried a little right also he had a great attorney by the way bt dubs he had an amazing Trevor attorney Langan? oh yeah i think he had a great because because he put the the doubt all you need is doubt like you yes. don't need like definitive proof that he didn't do it you just need doubt i mean definitive proof is obviously the benchmark where you're trying to right. get to but you just need doubt and so he cast enough doubt with dr warner and I know she was pissed at herself because she was like, I would have been pissed at myself because I'm yeah. like, I said, I can do it. Like, I'm going to get there and I'm going to say this. And then you didn't think about the counter to what that could be, which could also be, is that Alex's fault for not really preparing her for a, possibly how that would come back around or no, because Alex or, or say, know. is there any other way that this could be happen? Is there any other possible right. way that this could come to it? You know, and I guess she said no. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about, uh, this whole baby, baby killing thing. Um, because I think that it's, look, I think it's really interesting. What? I just slipped the words baby killing thing. I just had to, live, just had to like process what you said it like that. I'm the sorry. baby killing thing. Um, yeah. 
Put that on a shirt. <laughs> I'd wear it. I would wear it because it would say, let's talk about that baby killing thing. And people would be like, are you are you anti-choice? And I'd be like, no, I'm very pro-abortion. It's a, it's a, it's a great way to plug, plug the podcast. Like, no, this is just my podcast. That's a great conversation starter. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, man. Um, so we, let's talk about it. Um, because I think Stabler's, uh, his, I understand. So we've heard from him. He's anti-abortion. But I, I think that his, his discussion in this case, right, where the baby was removed from the body, um. It changes the the conversation a little bit, and I think that that's so interesting that they had this chat about what it means. Um, because, as he said, were the baby born in a hospital, the baby would have been viable. Um, but because it wasn't, no one knows if it was alive or not. Uh, it's Schrodinger's baby. <laughs> it's a Schrodinger's cat joke. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's fine. It's fine. I hope somebody thinks I'm hilarious. Um, so uh, I think it was just really interesting because you do think about it and you go, well, you know, she was almost to term and the baby was yeah, seven months, right? Something like that. Um, I, I think that's so interesting. And I wonder, you know, as people know, I'm pro-choice. I'm pro-abortion. Uh, I wonder how people feel about this episode. I know. I kind of ran through my mind because there's that that breath. Mm-hmm. That at what point, from conception to to birth, or including birth, at what point is a person considered a person? Right. That is just. I think that's not a question that anyone's going to actually be able to definitively answer. Um, because. Like oh, a heartbeat. A heartbeat is like a, a flutter. Like you know that that's. And then some people it's like it's a draw of breath. You know it's for people. You know it's 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 just different. Not just like it's not something like because it's it's you are an organism. Like you are an organism. Right, you're a bunch of cells. Like you know, but are you a person? You know, and that's just like a very weird thing. I think for anybody. Can we do what we want to do, and then just make sure that like it's just not like with kids or people who don't consent. Like, can we just let people do whatever they want to do? Like, you know, I look up something called C C B T. Okay, and if they're doing that, by golly, Miss Molly, which C B T? First of all, with the balls. Okay. Can we get um, into the cake part? We talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Hold on one second. Uh, I think. Uh, can you do me a quick favor and disconnect and reconnect your your mic? Hold on, hold on. Can you not hear me? No, I can't. It just is coming in weird, and I was just adjusting my stuff, and I don't know if it's your stuff or my stuff. Um. Oh, is much better. better. Yeah, yeah. All right. Live, live, live difficulties. Yes. Thank you for doing that. Sorry. Um. Which which kink stuff? They talked about um, cockholds. This oh cuckolding, yes. Yeah. So uh, I love that cuckold. The term cuckold was brought up. Thank you. My notes say thanks, Wong. Um, so Dr. Wong uh, taught us about cuckolding. So that is like an old timey term um, for the person, for usually the man who is being cheated on, for the man whose wife is cheating on him. So yeah. not the wife and not the mister or the mistress, the the husband who has been cheated on. And now in, in modern terms, um, you will hear somebody in like, especially in the incel community, um, you will hear somebody refer to somebody as a cuck, um, which is like a derogatory slang. And it is okay. from this term. And so if, if you ever are arguing on Twitter, <laughs> with an incel usually, um, and they call you a cuck, it is what they're saying is your partner is cheating on you. I mean, that's not what they're actually saying. They're calling, they're trying to call you a name, but that is what that translates to. Oh, it's an yeah. About, I mean, I'm in, cause society wise, like you just, it's so weird that 
it's not weird. It's messed up that men are just so ex- like cheating for them is so acceptable. So I think uh, cuckold and, and and all of that is just so out mind boggling for some people because like women don't cheat. And this is what I have to say to that. Women do cheat. Women just don't get caught because y'all are really not smart all the time with how y'all get down with the get down. And I'm not saying I'm a woman that's cheating. I'm just going to say women are smart. And so because we're smarter than you, we cheat better and we catch you faster. That's it. That is it. There's nothing more or less that men or women do other than the other, except we just we just move a little different. Sorry. Get better at uh, not getting caught, Viva. Or just, I, or just maybe tell your partner that you're interested in having an open relationship or a different kind of relationship, and allowing them the same grace to make the decision for themselves. And like, maybe they're interested in doing the same thing. You just never know. It's kind uh, of fun. Yeah. So Wong talks about how most species aren't monogamous, um, and. Uh, that's I think that's actually one of my favorite lines is when Munch says that explains my marital history. I literally have that whole moment down at Elliot's like we're talking about dead men here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he like, gets mad. Nah, don't do that. This is what Munch does. Like somebody right. like cert like throws it up and he just you know that's what he him and um him and Finn do that often. They're like they deliver punchlines like he. It's dry sense of humor. That's like a huge part of his character and a part of the way that he processes the world right. because he's like Eeyore. <laughs> like he's really the Eeyore. You know, he's really probably very sad, but he processes it with his humor. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he's not my favorite person this episode. Much is Eeyore. He kind you know, he, he kind of is. He like, you know, he's no, a rat. He is. Yeah, it's so good. Um, oh man! I, I've thought that many times. Like I've never said it out I'm loud. I'm so glad you told me because it's true. It's that's a really good analogy. Um, but uh, so, but this whole conversation about monogamy um, is interesting because I, I've I keep meeting more and more people every day that are polyamorous, and and there is a lot in the poly community uh, about consent and discussion and communication, because that is the foundation of polyamory. Um, because if you're not communicating, then you're cheating. Right. Um, and it really, you know, obviously Dr. Manning is not, would not be interested in polyamory. Um, but that means that he needs to find a partner who understands that. Whereas our, you know, his wife was, she fell in love or found someone else. She had a boyfriend she wanted to be with. Um, I want to talk real quick about Kyle Novacek because that actor, uh, Bobby Cannavale, uh, I believe, is how it's pronounced. Yes. Um, he is amazing and in so much stuff and yeah. is so funny and so talented. And I, I'm so glad that he's now in 2021. <laughs> I feel like getting the appreciation that he deserves. It often happens like that. Like, you know, I know you have your three year, you know, uh, uh, rule there for Long Order, but it happens like that. Like, I love, that's why I like older episodes. You go back and you watch and unfortunately, no offense to them when they were on it the first time, we didn't recognize them. But, you know, sometimes I would say people are really slow to catch on to a good thing sometimes. And, and but you do and you spot them and you get so excited. And also like, it's kind of like a benchmark uh, in mm-hmm. people's like you're just happy for them like most of the cast of this is us was on law order you know and so like you just get really happy to see people get what they want live their dream like you know see how far they came you know for me a little guest spot on law order like oh my god which probably was like the biggest thing in their world at the time to like where are they're all at now i uh have a friend who recently got kind of successful and i've told him that he has not been on SVU and therefore doesn't really count. It doesn't really count. When you get on there, then I'll believe it. I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll co-sign with you when I see you sit, standing next to you. Better be getting that squad room. Yeah. And- <laughs> he hasn't been on SVU. He was like, I was on Criminal Intent. I was like, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, he was in the universe, mm-hmm. but not on the right planet. Not the right planet. No. <laughs> You're full of great analogies today. 
I know. I don't know why why I have them. So I don't probably. Your Shanana is great today. Oh, thank you. Um, you said something, and I wanted to elaborate or expand on it, but I totally <laughs> lost it because you complimented me, and I don't do well with those sometimes. I just want to talk more about your Shanana. It's your inner thing. It's like it's not like a thing. It's not like an actual thing. It's just like what's inside. No, I understand. It's like the thing that tells you, like last week when I told y'all that that girl was not that girl's friend because she brought her that beet juice, and you know who told me and where I learned felt that at in my shit. Yeah, so it. yeah, so that's that's what that is. Beet juice. <laughs> um. All right. Do you have any other thoughts on the episode? I know you did. Um, yeah, I did. Hold on. I took I took notes this week, you guys. I'm so proud of you. I know, thank you. I'm like like a like oh my gosh. Um <laughs> let's see. Oh no, I only have my lines. We definitely talked about everything that I wanted. It really just it was me really just missing some of the older characters. I always really miss Munch. I will I will forever miss Munch on this show. Like yeah. like he is that dark humor that we need. And I mean we get a little bit of it from Finn, like every now and again i don't know what's gonna happen in this new season um but definitely um missing dr wong because i just again there's i just want that back like it, it made a huge difference in some of the beginning episodes so if you guys watch some of the beginning episodes with him we should do t- oh i wonder if taylor will do that as a poll maybe i'll ask her the best I, yeah. I really love I really love the old stuff. I'm so glad you chose something from season three, like from so such a classic. It really rewatching it, um, you know. Yes, I really miss Wong. He was such a great addition to the team. He brought something completely different, and it's something that we we never had again, which is such a disappointment. Because I remember a couple of years ago they brought in a psychologist who was in like three episodes, and then she was gone. Um, and so it was really nice to have him in this perspective. But also seeing Cabot, there was a scene, I think it was the scene where Stabler was trying to argue about the law and she was like, that's not how it works. Um, Her performance was like classic law and order. And I was like, wow, like her character has evolved so much and got to like emote and have personal life issues. So it was really interesting to see her feel like a classic law and order lawyer. Like like a like a OG law and order law. Yeah, how they were. They were like, it's the law. Like it was always, this is the law. Like this is what I can do in the in the parameters of that, and that's that. And the world is unfair, so you have to do like that. That I never noticed that. That's a good observation. I noticed this time specifically because the way that they all spoke was it was very soft spoken until they were stern. So it was like soft spoken and stern were the only options. And I think as we got to know her more. You know, if we remember the last episode we talked about where she was on a date with Benson, you know, we saw her smile and laugh and like, that was fun. Hmm. I still want, so oh, I saw him in the, um, in the Whole Foods one time. I did not hmm. say, I saw B.D. Wong in the Whole Foods in New York. And I did not, I did not have, I had no, I don't know what was, I don't know. And I'm not like a person who gets shy um around actors or, sle- I mean, you can, I don't. I don't really change who I am around That's anybody. True. But that is but true. I I got so like I got nervous. Like I just couldn't come up to him. Like, what do you say to somebody? Like, oh, those are nice tomatoes you got looking out there. Like, I love Law and Order. Like, what, I, what was I supposed to do? That's what would happen. So I didn't. So I, I do regret that though. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's let's talk about our best lines from this episode. I already said mine, which was that most pieces aren't monogamous. What do you got? So I have, okay, that was it. That was, I had that too, that both species aren't naturally monogamous. Um, and then I have uh, Munch when they were like talking about trying to figure out if the baby had lived or not. And he was like, like, did he live? Well, if there's a God, it wasn't long. And I was like, that is some real, that's, that's like classic Munch. You can count on him to say something that even when it's comical, and that wasn't meant to be comical, it's always true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Now he might sound a little crazy with conspiracy theories, but they're always based in some realm of truth for him, right? It uh, also is the most Eeyore thing ever. Now that you've mentioned it, if there's a god, it wasn't long. Yeah, pretty much. Right? Oh gosh, I'm doing voices on this show. This is bad. 
Um, and <laughs> this is also with Olivia when she confronts Elliot about snapping on everybody once um, John had made the joke and he got upset. Um, and she's talking to him about being at home and wasting a home. And she says, um, he says something, some of him messing up. She says, you are, that's exactly what you, what you, oh, she, she, he says, um, Kathy thinks I'm shutting her out. And then she you says, are. that's exactly what you do. You keep this up and you're going to ruin the best thing you ever had. And then I was like, fast forward to now though, fast forward to now though. But it, it was one of those, it was a very necessary moment. And I understand why writers did it. Cause they it really, cause at this point we're three seasons and we've seen this natural chemistry. They have the rumors, the ship things are already kind of, you know, in motion. And so it was a very definitive part to say like on writer's end to say, boom, Olivia's on a home record at this point. This is not what's happening. We're about to really deep dive and pivot into this man's life and him being divorced from Kathy. Well, it's a little bit part of it, but Olivia ain't got nothing to do with it. Um, you know, his marital issues with Kathy will have nothing to do with now. There's touches of Olivia being there, but ultimately, you know, we see that um, I forget what season it's in when Kathy gets into the car accident, and Olivia is the person that's there with her, and that really changes the trajectory of their relationship and how they feel about one another. But I, I just I enjoyed that moment because it was like, Shh, this is not happening. This is a married man. I love your deep dive into Stabler's. Uh a romantic life because you're right because when they did split him and Kathy up he has not an affair but he has feelings towards Danny Beck so like yeah, he doesn't even, with, she's crazy I loved her she was nice he didn't even make like he didn't make moves on on Olivia like they stayed separate he went after Danny and um, well Danny went after him and he was like no crazy well, and only in a world where, but Danny also got him to change how he dressed. She got him out the suit and the tie and the dress shoes. And she got him into like, he was wearing jeans. We were like, who is this guy in jeans? A slamming pair of jeans. And if have, you, we, have we done a Danny Beck episode? I am trying to actually think. I don't. I, don't think I, don't, have. I do have one in mind if you want to. Um, And then this is my last line. He's in the he's in the interrogate. He's in the room with uh, Dr. Manning, and this is after Dr. Manning's. Um, no, this is in the interrogation room with Dr. Manning, and he says, "What was it that you were lacking, Dick?" <laughs> I love that part. And it, then I was like, "Did he say that man's lacking, Dick?" And then I had to remember <laughs> that, like, was Richard. Richard. It, which I don't understand that nickname at all. Like I don't understand when people call people who are William Bill. Like, what are you doing? What, what are you guys talking about? So I didn't like, so it didn't really dawn on me initially. And so I was like, oh, the pause is like, and then he said, that's, and then Dr. Wong's there. And he's like, he's trying to blah, 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 me. He's like, no, he's just pointing out that you are not really man enough. Sorry. I think what actually makes me laugh is when they were in, in Manning's house and they were like, you know, he's got, he's very meticulous and everything's very organized and clean. And then Wong is like, he has so many products because he's making up for um, like, for his appearance. And I was like, did you all just call John Ritter unattractive? I <laughs> like, know. I was like, does John what? Ritter know that's in the script? Oh, this is another line. Sorry. I have one more from okay, the yeah. interrogation. Um, oh no, this is after when the lawyer, sorry, this is after when the lawyer leaves and he said, well, usually my time is worth $200. And Elliot says, it's not worth much now. And Dr. Manny says, that's a matter of opinion. And he sits down and he tries to shrink him. That's where he, try, where he tries to shrink him. So I just thought that those are just like little funny lines. I enjoyed their character exchange. Because um, like I said, I think their stories were kind of in a mm -hmm. very, very weird way, in a law order only type of way, parallel to one Absolutely. Another. I agree. Um, those are right. I felt like Taylor this week. Taylor be having like nine lines, and I had like man, I'm like, proud of you. Thank you. I love. I mean, I really love this episode. It's like one of my favorites. Um, you had brought up to me a while back about episodes that don't actually have a sex crime in them, and yeah. this is one of them. Where like, yes, the special victim is, I guess, the the Baby. fetus, <laughs> but like, there is no sex crime. Like early on in the episode, you know, when she's assaulted, I really love the way that it opens, where she's in the ambulance and uh, Stabler says like, how many times was she stabbed or something like that? And the guy was like, she wasn't stabbed. 
Um, and I think that's so interesting because they came to this, they arrived with the like, this woman was raped and stabbed. And yeah. that's not what happened at all. She wasn't even raped. She was just pregnant. It's just an involuntary C-section by your husband. Um, I also like the part where uh, Benson points out to him that like he messed up and now she can't have kids. <laughs> ever yeah. like you like you and it's i don't know it's just weird it's just weird i don't know just i mean obviously his character has mental is- health issues right that said i'm trying to imagine him being like yeah she won't know it was me who did this so once the baby's gone she'll be like yeah let's get back together and try to have more kids no i don't sir that's not how this works and it was whole time your baby. Whole time you could have had the life you wanted. Whole time you destroyed it. Yeah, what? I just don't understand why you didn't do a DNA test. Well, you would think like somebody so meticulous, like when she was going through his laundry, and you would think someone who, I mean, like, let's be honest. If Sorry, I'm a bang this so I'm crazy. If a woman has like standard periods, it's not hard to track when you got pregnant. It's not that difficult. And as meticulous as he was, I would be surprised if he didn't know exactly how many times he's had sex in his entire life. Sure, but I think that if she's having sex with someone else, that he doesn't know that schedule necessarily. Well, he said, you don't think I know what's going on in my own house? He said that. So I thought what he said. He said he knew what's going on in his own house so that he must have known what day she was. And it's possible to be with two people in one day. That can happen. So. Right. I just don't understand why he, a science man, <laughs> didn't just be like doing a DNA test before he made that call. It, it's so crazy that he felt so inferior inferior in himself that I don't even think he thought about the science. I thought he just thought, I can't do it. I'm not man enough to do it. Right, but he like literally thought out the plan so meticulously. You know what I mean? Like, tell her 7.30, I'll be there at 7. I'll make the phone call this time. I'll go to the gym. Like, you know what I mean? His entire yeah. plan was so well thought out. You couldn't do the first step. He couldn't count back and see that she conceived on this day and there's a 50-50 chance his baby is mine. Right. Horrible. Um, well, let's. Uh, we don't usually have a weekly poll, but we're not doing that without Taylor. Um, so we'll tell you what the results of last week's poll were next week. Um, what did we learn? I always forget about this part of the show, and you would think at this point we would not forget, but every uh, week, oh, same. Dog on it. I got to pull something on my ass every week. Um, same. I like that we never are ready for it. I mean, I, I think this is just because of so many episodes and how big this this series is and just the, the world it is. And I mean, I'm talking about all different characters, all storylines. All It's like you constantly relearn something when you watch it, especially when you go back and watch like, the older episodes, like things you just never noticed about characters or just um, alignment of stories or, uh, you know, uh, things like that. I guess we realize we don't know what happened to Maureen after he didn't send the check which really dates this because you would just send electronical payment <laughs> if it was like, by like, by like 2005, it was like an e-payment. It had to be like, not yeah, no, you're right. Um, that's a really good one. You're right. We don't know what happens in the morning. Um, I realized, or I learned, um, I learned that, but I also learned, uh, I think I learned from you that this idea that, um, they like instilled that when they're going to break up Stabler and Kathy, they like instilled that it was not going to be Benson's fault. Um, we would have hated Olivia. No one really likes a home wrecking hoe. Okay. Well, I like a home wrecking hoe. Uh, not not in your not in your late nineties, early two thousands sure. uh, prime time drama. Sure, sure. Uh, two thousand two drama does not like a home wrecking hoe, but I like a home wrecking hoe. Um. Olivia's just so lovable and she just is so honorable and she always like does the right things. Even when we see glimpses of her having feelings for Elliot, cause we see that now you might not act on it, but we can see that you did. Um, she doesn't ever pursue anything. Um, well, speaking of that, I just wonder what's going to happen next week. Well, let's get, uh, let's talk about that. So for those who somehow enthusiastic, I wonder what's going to happen next week. Next week, we have a two-hour, two-episode premiere. Um, I am so excited. The episodes are called 
Um, hold on, I had it. Uh, the, it's season twenty-three, episode one is called "And the uh, uh, and the." Hold on, I had it. I'm sorry, everybody. I, I apologize. No, I we're all it. mad at you. We're all mad at you. I know you are. Um, <laughs> and the Empire Strikes Back. That's what it is. And then the second episode is called um, "Never Turn Your Back on Them." Wait. Okay, so questions because I don't because you know I don't watch OC and um yeah. so two parts it's a crossover so ish ish there's involvement um so so the first hour is the nev is um so both episodes are SVU those are two SVU episodes and then there is an OC episode after. There's sprinkle. There's okay. There are breadcrumbs into OC. So I know that um, there are things in the premiere that are directly um, uh, influenced by what happened in OC. Okay. So um, are we, we're going to have a little, but I'm sure they're going to have a, some some law and order in that OC. Probably. I try, watch, I try not to watch, and y'all probably like, why? Should they, I try not to watch the previews. Uh, because I genuinely want to be surprised. And sometimes I'll just get the wheels determined. And you've watched the show so many times. Sometimes you think you figure things out sooner than you really want to. And you, mm-hmm. I, you just want to. So I haven't, I try to kind of stay away. I've just seen a, a little bit. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, and I will, like we've done last season, I will continue to watch OC and let you know what we need to know from there uh, so that no one else has to. We appreciate you for that. I I don't I don't hate it, but I think maybe it's just something. Maybe in some time, they'll pick up a different type of rhythm for me and for other people who love Law and Order. It seems like the second season is a different story. Um, in that the the first season was one villain that they were dealing with, and it seems like the second one is a different villain. Like we're done with that, so now we're dealing with someone else. Um, you know, the first one was one organization and this is a different organized crime organization that we're dealing with. Uh, that's what it seems like at this point. So it might be better because it's different, but I can't per se. A lot of people in Law and Order, you can kind of pick up and watch Law and Order if you didn't watch the first couple. You could pick up on episode 18. It's okay. There might be some things you don't really know, but like you can still watch the episode comfortably without too much confusion. And OC is just a lot more episodic and you miss one thing. You you miss a lot. And um, I think that's not what Law and Order SVU people like love about like just being able to jump right in. Obviously the history and all that, but... Maybe we'll see. Maybe I'll give season two a chance. I'm not going back and watching season one, though. I don't care. I'll just Google stuff. I don't know. That's fair. Um, I think that's totally fair. And I agree with you that that's one of the great things about SVU. Is I, people are always like, okay, but do I have to watch 23 seasons? And I went, no. You can pick any episode at random. But you're going to want to. That's true. Uh, awesome. So for those who don't know, you can buy some ridiculous merch. They're apparently not a Shanana shirt, but there's more merch. Uh, there's a link below. And um, we had asked people to leave us iTunes reviews. And we said that if you do, you can choose, you can pick your pervert and see if you want it read. Um, pervert? Because <laughs> it's a little more on brand. <laughs> it was a quote. For, it was one of my favorite quotes from last episode was pick your pervert. Um, and so that's what I want to call it now. Um, Felicia is offering a Gilbert Gottfried voice. Um Taylor was offering some accent and I was offering phone sex operator. Real my phone sex voice. Um, so if you have not yet gone to iTunes and left us a rating and a review, uh, please do so. If you like us, you can give us five stars. If you don't like us, you can give us four stars. The other stars are still broken. Um, but if you give us four stars, you have to tell us what we did wrong. <laughs> that's, we, that's the requirement for four stars is what did we do? Um, yeah, we don't have any new ratings or reviews, which is such a bummer because I thought we were going to get some Gilbert Gottfried this week. But I guess next time. Maybe next time. Um, I'm tr- I've am i been on social. I don't know if you're scanning social. I'm still mourning the fact that we're going to be losing, not to death, but just losing to being written out um, to my favorite people that are in our squad room right now. Um, yeah, I think we had a really wonderful discussion about it last week um 
I just want to just reiterate that it's happening. So in case you didn't see last week. I also know that we will go into, I think our next episode is going to be long because it's two episodes and we're probably going to bitch about it. So, um, Oh my gosh. So yeah, I guess we got to like, just be prepared to extend our time because I didn't even think about that. We're not going to be able to fit all that in. Not yeah. all three of us, not the three floating heads talking at the same time about two hours of SVU and then you're going to already have watched OC and I might give it a chance to, yeah, we're going to need time. It's going to be busy next week. Um, but until then, also, I do like the idea that we're going to be doing a Danny Beck episode now. I didn't even think about that. She's 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 awesome. She came and she did what she needed to do when Liv wasn't there. And she brought a different female energy. And, you know, and then she left. And that's okay. All right. Well, until next week, uh, Felicia, where are you on the internet and what are you up to? Um, I'm on the internet at on Instagram at it's Felicia Michelle. It's down. Mm-hmm. It's there. Yeah. Right there. Um, I do this podcast. I do another podcast. It's called it's the Official Leverage Redemption Podcast. It's on Electric Now. If you go to your Roku or wherever you have, get apps from, you can go and um, download it, the Electric Now app. And then you can watch me and um, my gal yell together. Uh, talking about like literally the best show ever. Like not like a reboot like a resurgence of leverage redemption which is like if you don't have imdb tv that's also free so if you're broke you can still enjoy this because it's the- amazon it's imdb tv yeah but it's on amazon you can oh, watch it on amazon you google it y'all it's amazon y'all are smart i'm giving credit y'all give them credit so anyway, it's on there. You can watch the show and y'all make me break my accent, but you can watch the accent. Like, like, the accent was fantastic. At some points it was like really good. Then you I'm lost it. Then you like, that. No, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to I was impressed. gag and be like these characters who constantly switch between characters and with amazing plots and stories. And we get to talk to the actors behind the scenes and, um, and the show creators. Like we get to go to the source. So if you uh love us talking here and um, we have even more fun there and we look better we're also a little more appropriate <laughs> that <show. laughs> that's true we do make up for that show yeah. right. where can they find you i'm everywhere at yell teagle that is y-a-e-l-t-y-g-i-e-l um on wednesdays you can find me on hollywood critics association youtube channel talking hollywood approved that's the name of our show uh basically we go what did you watch this week and that's it. Um, we also fan cast things because we're silly. Uh, I do this show. And those are the shows I have. Mm-hmm. And of course, the official Leverage Redemption After Show, a very distinctive podcast on Electric Now. Um, it's free. Everything's free. Free, free, free. Um, actually, I will say this. If you like how SVU is a procedural and all the episodes are standalone, you will love Leverage and oh, Leverage Redemption. Yeah. I just realized that pretty much I those are the types of shows I actually just like. Yep. You like procedurals. I don't I I, I will watch an episode, but I'm really here for yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I couldn't say that for my something I learned. Oh well. <laughs> well, something you learned. I learned <laughs> we're gonna go play with our Shananas now and um <laughs> not sound right. I know. That's why I said it. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.